Davis Vision's New Year's special is going on now. You can save $1,000 off the normal pricing now through the end of January. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. All right, PK, you brought up a question before the break. Jazz are on a win streak here, 10 in a row. Got the best record in the NBA a quarter of the way through the season. And for the people who said they're out, they're never watching again, what are they up to now? And you actually had someone in your neighborhood you know, not not someone who reached out to you on social media, but but someone you actually see around uh, say something to you. And I might as well start there. What have you heard there recently? Multiples I've had over the course of the summer and into the fall. And, you know, with the weather being different, obviously, in the summer and fall and when it's nice, you see them out, you know, you're driving by, you stop or they're taking a walk. You know how that goes. Uh, where we're a lot more social with our folks around us and when the weather's better. So I haven't really spoken to a couple of those guys in a while. But I would venture to say the ones who said they were out because of the social stuff, now the Jazz won 10 in a row, 95% of you, 95%, and I defy anyone to debate me on it, you're back. Maybe you're not back completely, but you're not completely out either, like you said you would be. Fooey on that. I'm calling bull dinky. I thought you were going to say fooey on Yui. I'm glad you didn't. But I got to admit, midway into that, I thought, here we go. Fooey on Yui? I think okay. he's going to rhyme here, people. Oh, no. I'm not Amanda Gorman over here, Snakes. <laughs> nice pull. <laughs> Can't wait for that original poem at the Super Bowl. Right. No one's asking me. To rhyme on my time and pay my dime for the Super Bowl. When did Super Bowl poetry become a thing? In about 10 days. Mike tweets at us. He says, I listen to your station because I can't stand the music stations, but I'm out, haven't, and won't watch the NBA. Okay, you can't. No. If you listen to our station, I'm sure you've realized for the last several weeks, 90% of our talk has been jazz. So if you're out, then you would turn off. But you haven't. Mike, you're not making any sense. I defy anyone. Make me have at least break one little droplet of sweat in making my argument. Come on, Mikey. No way! That doesn't make any sense! Can't you see that? Are you that blind? So, every time I think I'm out, they win 10 in a row and they pull me back in. Godfather NBA mashups. Go! Sniggy? That's what it comes down to. Winning. Jazz mean everything to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Rob says, yeah, but they're not shoving social justice stuff down our throat like they were last season. It's not the same thing. Okay, fine. That's, to a degree, that's legitimate. But you're still back. If you said you wouldn't be back, it wasn't well. If they tone it down, then I'll come back. And then that's the thing about all this stuff, is we get all caught up in the moment and, and, and that's and why then ultimately we yeah. don't move to Canada. Right. Yeah, precisely. You know, that, that's why I, di- I didn't get into it that much, because get at the ground level, man. That's what's going to make a difference. 
It's why I get so excited when we do the thing for Salt Lake Community. That makes a difference. You know, you can put all the slogans you want high on the hill in your yard. Good for you. But what the hell are you doing? That's what matters, not what slogans you're out there. Uh, what? How are you a difference maker? That's what I want you to do. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear about your just moral support. I want to hear about your literal support. So... That's why I didn't think it was that big of a deal in the first place. Go make differences in people's lives. That's what matters. And so they're not doing that as much. So what? If you said you were out, you're out. It wasn't conditional. Well, maybe it's a little conditional. On oh, yeah, conditional on if they win 10 in a row. <laughs> well. And they play really good ball. And they're passing the ball like it's a hot potato to make sure everyone's getting the best shot that the team can get on a particular possession. And now the alley-oop dunk, that's still nice, but it's sort of been replaced by whipping the ball around to the open man and having that person make the three. And that's the new way that you see that gets people excited and, you know, there's still other stuff. The block shot at the rim is something that's always, wow, I mean, you get all excited about it. So that stuff is still there. And they've won 10 in a row. I really believe you're a Jazz fan because Donovan Mitchell thinks somebody from wherever should not be in jail or somebody should be in jail, whatever the situation is. I just, in in a moment of them playing great ball, I just, all right, that's what Donovan Mitchell thinks. Fine. That's what Donovan Mitchell thinks. Good for him. Devin says, my wife is a lifelong Jazz fan. She hasn't watched a single game this season and doesn't plan to. I said there was 5%. But you're not a lifelong Jazz fan then. You're no longer. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense either, Devin. Cut the cord. Yeah. You used to be, but you're not now. Formerly, you were a lifelong. He's he's putting on the wife because we know Devin is a Blazer fan. Well, that's got to suck. Talk about a team running on a treadmill for the rest of your life. As far as you winning a title, hey, Damian Lillard, here's my left hand with my fingers, and they're going up and down. I'm waving them. Bye-bye. And I know he's super popular here, and you're not supposed to say that, but they've got no shot to win a title. Not that it's his fault, but nevertheless, they don't have a shot. Hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James, or on Facebook, DJ and PK. Oh, we did get this. Oh, man. BYU foam finger tweets at us. PK, that what? stupid Southwest thing is so annoying. I keep checking it so I can book some BYU at Baylor flights, and I don't have one yet. <laughs> See, I share the frustration of the common folk. I'm not like you. You call up the travel agency. Marge, book me a trip to Maui. Boom, <laughs> it's done. travel agency. Marge, <laughs> call your travel agent. Oh, my gosh. How old are you? Your still, travel what? agent. You it's you advertised the, the, the one dude who did the, the, the what's his around. name? still around. Yeah. Well, how, how dumb are you? That guy's still on there with his Hawaiian shirt that you, you guys put on <laughs> Channel 2. What's his name? He was the rugby dude. Yeah, I'm thinking I can't get his name, though. I can see him. <laughs> How old am I? How out of touch are you? Larry Gelwicks. Yes, thank you. They still, he still does it. He's still doing it. I just got a thing yesterday in the mail. A brochure, like a little magazine deal from Murdoch Travel. What do you mean, how what, old am I? What, percentage, what are you talking about? What percentage of our audience 
books flights with the travel agent. What percentage are you trying to save face right now? DJ PK, it's 97.5 <laughs> at 1280 The Zone. Joe Ingles is coming up in about 20 minutes right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. House resolution honoring Donovan Mitchell over Shaquille O'Neal. The resolution recognizes the exemplary service of Donovan Mitchell to the Utah Jazz and the Utah community, whereas the claim by Shaquille O'Neal that Utah Jazz all-star Donovan Mitchell doesn't have what it takes to get to the next level is even less accurate than Shaquille O'Neal's 50.4% playoff free throw percentage, whereas Kazam has a 5% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Jazz fans have watched Donovan contribute to this community so often and with so much love that people connect with him far beyond just a basketball player. He's an all-star. He's the face of a franchise along with Rudy Gobert. And he's a good dude. And you just don't see that combination very often. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Friday from 2 to 6 at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! <laughs> some oof behind that one. All right, we got a lot of things going on. Uh, Adam Schefter has got some NFL news out there. The uh, Jazz fans are still answering your question, PK. They're also answering the question about uh, where this team is headed and what they think of the first quarter of the season. So, got a short segment here as you get ready for Joe. He should be coming up in the next segment. And Craig Bullerdak should be here at uh, 9 o'clock. The, the NFL news from Adam Shaft- Schefter is that Deshaun Watson has asked for a trade. Uh, he tweeted it out, and he said that he actually asked for it weeks ago. He's not at all interested in who the new head coach is. Uh, they, they hired a head coach, but he doesn't care. He wants out, and it's... Uh, you know, it, it could be a stare down that Houston insists they don't want to trade him, but then if he doesn't show up, what do they do? Especially knowing that if you make the deal now, well, now being any time, you know, in the next couple of months, not literally this week, but anytime in the next couple of months, you got three playoff teams that need quarterbacks. Now, one's a low end playoff team in Washington. Uh, but the Colts and the Saints also had quarterbacks retire, so there's some pretty good teams out there that would seem to have seem to be motivated to go get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. And that doesn't leave other teams that might be in the mix, the Niners. You know, would Green Bay and Houston exchange their problem and upset quarterbacks? Where does Detroit and Stafford fit into this? We don't see established quarterbacks move like this. Um, Breeze did uh, before he was a, a star. He was five years in. He was a promising young quarterback who'd had a major injury. But mostly, these guys don't move until they need to change the scenery because they're struggling. So this, this could be really, really unusual if Stafford, Watson, Rogers, some combination, or possibly all three of these established guys move when they're actually in a, in a pretty good place in their, rel- in their careers, relatively speaking. Obviously, Stafford isn't winning as much. Yeah, I haven't heard that Drew Brees is officially retired. I mean, that was all the uh, talk that the led uh, body language and everything. Led it's not official yet. That direction. So, uh, sure, yeah. I mean, he goes in the mix, and Houston tries to make the best deal that it can make. I mean, that's not that unusual. Uh, guys, I mean, they traded Hopkins. You know, argue strongly that he's the best receiver in the league. Uh, there's several others who can be in that discussion, too. Uh, so try to make the best deal that you you can make, and you, you go from there. That's the situation that they're faced with, right? What else are they going to do? 
Uh, let's see. We've got uh, more people weighing in. Uh, S. Quirrells at Squirreling Around. All right, I see what you did there. Wordplay. That's good. Lifelong jazz fan. So excited about how they're doing right now. Excited about their work in the community. This team is built the right way, and it is going places. Doesn't sound like he was ever out. So put that per yeah, assuming if it's a female a male, but uh put that person on the in category, but you're right, doesn't sound like that person was ever out, so that doesn't really apply. Uh, and good for that person if you're in and if you're hardcore, you gotta be loving it. There's just no question about it. It's fun to see your team win and they're winning. Devin has now followed up with uh, his wife. He says, my wife just told me her entire family has not watched a single jazz game either. They used to be diehard jazz fans. The little PK, you have a grasp for the obvious, PK. They used to be lifelong fans. Obviously, they are no longer. Well, unfortunately, he didn't have a grasp for the obvious, or he wouldn't have had a need to follow that oh, up. Okay, I'm just going to give him your phone call, and you two can do this on your yeah, own Yeah, you time. guys can just go at it. <laughs> so someone's coming at me, and I'm supposed to just say defer? It seems unlikely. That's why. The next why, time would be the first. Right, and that's why I'm just going like, to get your numbers and let you two carry on. There's no need to carry on. You told me a long time ago you don't fight down. <laughs> don't punch down, baby. <laughs> Thank you, sir, man. Please. But did you see that blog? Yeah, I saw it. Just ignore it. That's what I had to learn. He'll be he'll be about fourteen years. I learned it. He'll be in the Bay Area, (laughs) using our stuff and doing quite well. I learned it. Uh, I and I think those folks are going to go in. I think those any who are out, and I think there's five percent who are out. I acknowledge that. Of that five percent. 95% 95% will come back at some point if this team continues at a high, high level. It's unavoidable. The postseason, this town just lights up. There is nothing like it. For all the greatness of college football and and the Cougars this season was fun as can be and the Utes have had great times and all, still, when the Jazz are in the playoffs and it's a home game, and they're not say like it's even or they're ahead. Downtown is just electric. It just is, and it's uh, and we have a sort of a sleepy downtown compared to most other places in the country. Having traveled around this country through work or just whatever, like many of us have, and I think we would agree this is you know it's not a it's not even Denver for that matter. But when the team is winning and they got a home game and to sit out there on that plaza and do the show. You can just practically feel the energy. And those folks who are out now, they're coming back. And they're going to be sleepish about it, but they'll come back. 95 of the five who are out will be back. You follow my numbers? (laughs) It's it's the law of numbers right there. I started thinking about the towns when I have been on the road, and I thought, wait a minute, you can't bag on Salt Lake's downtown. This town's pretty sleepy itself. I'm looking at you, Kansas City. I'm looking at you, Minneapolis. And honestly, Houston is too spread out. Uh, there's a ton of people, and there's probably a lot going on, but it isn't, you don't have the, like San Antonio, like there's a spot to go, right? You go to the Riverwalk, and there'll be people out. There'll be stuff going on. They got dining out on the sidewalk, and they got clubs sure. and whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know where to go in San Antonio. I think there's probably something going on in Houston, but you don't know where to go. Well, I'm not banging on it. Why is that banging on it? Uh, it was just when you said our sleepy downtown compared to other spots. So of the other spots I've been where I'm like, eh, it's a little on the sleepy side but here. Why is that? I'm not bagging on it, though. That's not, that's not a negative. 
if people are having fun times out in the suburbs, uh, great. Yeah, fine. What, what difference does it make to them? If they're enjoying their lives, it's just all a personal preference, though. I don't, I'm, it's not a negative. I, I, there was a little Italian place that I opened that didn't make it, but they were from Jersey, and I, we went there one time, and I met a guy from New York, and I start talking to him. What is it with this place, man? Back in New York, people don't even think about eating dinner until 10 o'clock. Here, <laughs> everything is shut. I know. <laughs> I said, well, you're going to have to get used to it. It's a different style of life. And he was laughing about it, too. So it's just the way it is here. But the fact is, when the Jazz are playing home games, the place is hopping. Yeah. You can't, if you have any interest in sports whatsoever, you can't avoid it. Cam says the Jazz are going to be a 4-5 or five seed. They're going to go out in the first or second round, rinse and repeat. There's some, there's some cold okay, water. wet blanket. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, going out in the second round, though, uh, that's conceivable. Uh, I don't know, but that's better than what they've been doing. And depending on how they do in the second round. So, you know, if you went out and if you went out like you did against Denver, not losing the 3-1, but literally having the seventh game come down to the last second shot and it doesn't go in, that's somewhat livable as opposed to the last time they got to the second round. When was that? You just felt like they had no shot. It is a different feel when there's two teams at the top and they're just blowing everybody away, waiting to get to the inevitable conference final. It's different when there's four teams at the top and there's six or seven game series in the second round, followed by a conference final that's another six or seven gamer. Yeah. But it's still depressing when your team is out. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but it does, it does feel different. Like when the Jazz beat the Clippers... It was exciting. You know, it was the first time in the playoffs in a long time. Obviously, it was the first time to win a playoff series in a long time. But the second round was ceremonial. There was a long line of exactly zero people who thought the Jazz were going to compete with the Warriors, let alone win. One team was way better than the other. That was just, okay, we'll play the series because we're supposed to. But, uh, you know, the TV ads are sold. But we all know where this is going. Right, and I, but I think that's a different. Right now, I have a different feeling about the second round. If they should even get there, I'm not. I don't think it's a guarantee they're going to get there. But if they got there, I would expect a lot better competition. I'd be excited about it. That's why, for me, I'm not as caught up in the result. I'm caught up in the moment of the competition, and I could still come away. But I get it, the true fan. If your team loses, it sucks. All right, DJ PK. More of your responses coming up. Hit us. Uh... Hit us up on uh, Twitter at David DJ James. Use your phone. Use our app. Use the open mic feature. Send us your audio. Y'all could get it on the air. Expecting Joe Ingles on the other side of this break and Craig Bullerjack in the segment after that. Stay with us. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. To me, when you have your star players with this dominating plus-minus, it would tell me Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley are playing together every minute, which is what they are doing. The Jazz have matched Mike Conley's minutes to Rudy Gobert. It's a really good way to play really well, by the way, to play with Rudy Gobert. Mike's been brilliant, but Rudy makes people really good. We elaborate on that a little, David? How important is Rudy Gobert? For all of our 53s we're taking every night, which is awesome. If we could get 50 dunks, we would. But Quinn revolutionized the NBA for a year, and the league caught on to it. So the answer is we're going to get 53. 
administration said. But it all comes back to the same thing. The day someone decides to take away our 53s, Rudy's going to get eight dunks. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK want to remind you that Valentine's Day is not far away and flowers make the perfect gift. Jimmy's Flowers, a longtime partner with The Zone, can make it easy by visiting them at jimmysflowers.com. Remember, Valentine's falls on a Sunday this year. you got to plan ahead. Jimmy's Flowers at jimmysflowers.com. Joe Ingles coming up here in a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. We got Craig Bowlerjack on the way at nine o'clock. We got the Jazz, who have won ten in a row. The Lakers lost their first road game, so the Jazz have jumped into the top spot in the NBA. PK, you were just talking about people, and uh, you know, are they all in? And with the Lakers losing on the road, which, by the way, I don't, I don't know if people know this, but most teams in the West, most of the good teams in the West this year, have either a better record on the road. Or the same record on the road. Uh, we, we really have to stop worrying about, well, now they got to go out on the road. Uh, there, there are so many teams. The, the Lakers, uh, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Dallas Mavericks all have better records on the road than they do at home. The Jazz are exactly the same. 7-2 at home, 7-2 at away. There's, there's only a couple teams with better records at home, so... Don't worry about home court right now. I never did. Yeah, I know you. I know you didn't, but you know a lot of people did, and it's not holding <coughs> up. All right, DJ and PK, it's time for the man, the myth, the legend. Hey, yeah. This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe, and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic, <laughs> and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles brought to you by the folks at Cypress Credit Union. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, you cracked me up last night. Did I? You couldn't wait. You couldn't wait in the post game to get a question about a ten game win streak and be in first place. And you're looking sideways, and I'm like, "Who's he talking to?" Or is just just a theatrical setup? And then you're like, "Yeah, I don't really care." <laughs> and I'm like, "That is just classic Joe." <laughs> There's a few people in that room, so I get to look at a couple people. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to kind of. I guess I, you don't want to discredit it. I don't think it's, but. We weren't like trying to book a private room and have a special dinner for, for 10, <laughs> ten wins in a row. It is, like I said, it's, it's good and it shows that we're we're playing at a high level and, and we've been able to win through different scenarios. We've been able to win playing bad. We've been able to win not shooting the ball well. We've been able to win off our defense, whatever it's been. So um, yeah, it's great. But I, I, I think our group and I think. From some of the, the comments last night from other guys, and, and in the like the previous few games, there's obviously um, bigger goals in mind. We, we like I said, it's it's great, but it's, it's last night was still one game, and um, we're gonna have to be ready for a, a, a pretty energetic kind of 
fighting team on on Friday that's going to obviously really want to want to get a win. <clears throat> so you've been playing this game for a long time, a lot of different levels and countries and all that stuff and leagues. I wanted you to evaluate on a scale of what was fun for you in the past compared to how much fun you're having now. Can I make an argument that this is the most fun you've had playing basketball? Um, you can make the argument. I don't know if you'll win the argument. <laughs> uh, tell us that. Um, no, I mean, I... I uh, I've been pretty, I think, open the whole seven years. So, like, I've had a, a lot of fun. Obviously, winning is a big part of, of kind of enjoying it and having more fun as well. And those first couple of years were tough. But we, the last few years, it's like, we've been very lucky. And obviously, that started kind of with the Millers and, and obviously now with Ryan taking over and, and Dennis kind of from the, the top down. But, but having really good guys in our locker room and, Good teammates. Um, obviously, I've only been here seven years now, but, but even previous to that, like there's not many guys you guys would have known or, or in the past that were were just kind of crappy teammates. Like we've we've been very lucky, and, and obviously that's a, a culture that's here. But very lucky, um, like I said, kind of starting with the Millers, but having really good people. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And again, I, I think that goes down to, to winning a lot of it as well. When you you can have good guys, but even if you're losing, it just takes that little bit of that joy away because you all want to win. We're all here for the same thing. We're all trying to kind of achieve the same goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's up there. I mean, I it's hard to compare sometimes. Like playing for, for Australia for me with some of the guys that I've grown up with, some of the guys I'm best friends with and, and like I said, have grown up playing basketball with and, and and grown up knowing their lives, like they're knowing their families and growing up with, with Paddy Mills and his mum and dad and stuff like that. So that for me will will always be kind of number one. It always has been. It, as a kid growing up, I, I wanted to play for Australia. I didn't ever think of playing in the NBA or if I would be able to play in the NBA. So... Um, yeah, Australia. I mean, it'll it'll always be number one for me. But yeah, like you said, I mean, this is this is pushing pushing pretty close to it. Joe Ingles joined us here on ninety seven five at twelve eighty the zone. I was uh, I was actually glad to hear you say, even though you probably you know oversold it for comedy's sake. I was glad to hear what you said about the winning streak in first place because I think if you'd been too excited about it, it would just mean that it's more likely fool's gold and probably going to end soon. I think there's a better chance to push this out a little bit. You're going to lose again, but even when you go back and look at championship teams, it's about extending the good runs and shortening the valleys. Even really good teams hit slumps, but their slumps are two or four games, not six or eight games. So do you have a sense of that in the locker room, that, hey, a loss will come and a couple losses will come, but just minimizing that is the important thing because you can't eliminate it no matter who you are. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't sat in the locker room and said like, "Hey, we're going to lose at some point, but let's enjoy this." Like while it's, while it's, while we're rolling, um, uh, everyone knows. Like it's, it's like you said, it's kind of, we're not going to win whatever sixty games in a row um, or whatever's left. So we we realise that, that that'll happen, but I, I think like you can just tell. I think I think Rudy said it last night, or, or someone said it last. Night. Like it's just a really good vibe in the locker room. Like guys know. What we're there to do, like I said, we've we've won playing bad. We've won 
obviously playing well. We've won shooting the ball well. We've won off our defense. We've we've found different ways to win at different times. Obviously, different guys have stepped up. Um, obviously, only yesterday, well, I, I was out for a little bit. Donovan out with uh, with Fave. Um, we we haven't really had to kind of face probably too much adversity this year as as the previous years, but just that not being kind of satisfied. Like we we won the game last night. It was coach did his little piece after and kind of as soon as it was over it was like all right like we got to be ready for friday like guys enjoy it we, we laugh obviously like i said we have a good time with our group but it was like uh we got like we got to be ready friday because they're, they're going to come out and try and jump us, jump us on friday and, and like i said they're they're still a really good team and, and they're going to want to win one of these two games it's kind of like a the playoff series when you go and you start on the road or you start at home, like the road teams, like, hey, we just got to steal one of these road games. Um, so I'm sure that's their mentality. And, um, yeah, so like I said, I mean, we'll enjoy it. We, we have fun on the court. We have fun while we're sitting on the bench and in the locker room and on the plane and wherever we're allowed to be, be around each other without getting in trouble at the moment. Um, but just that kind of unsatisfying feeling of, like it was, it was great, but we need to just keep pushing, keep keep getting this thing further. And, and like I said, I mean, if we can keep winning, great. We obviously know we're going to lose the game at some point. We'll, we'll hit a hot team, or, or we'll have an off night, or, or whatever it is. But um, yeah, just keep getting better and better, and, and um, using each data. Like we'll, we'll go in today and watch some film and get treatment and get what we need to get done and, and get ready for Friday. Individually, can I also make an argument that this is the best you've been playing since you've been in the NBA? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll let you guys and whoever's calling in next debate that. I, don't, I mean, I don't really care um, if I'm playing like the worst I've ever played, and we're on a ten-game winning streak. Great, because I know I'll, I'll know I'll figure it out at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. It's nice to play well. Um, I, I think I, I talked. I think we talked about. It, I've talked about it a little bit, but like the first time last year, coming off the bench and just trying to figure it out. And not that you like. Not that I was against coming off the bench, but you're trying to figure out how you can be effective and how you can be useful to the team. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, we want to win games and. Um, I probably just didn't really get that comfortable with it. Um, I obviously was bought into it. I, I wasn't um, kind of like denying my role or, or anything like that. But um, also through injury, I was I ended up starting probably more than I came off the bench anyway last year, I think. Um, so I think just sitting down with Quinn again this year, and, and I mean, he didn't need to tell me. Obviously, I think I, I knew from the start I, I would be coming off the bench again this year, um, kind of the same as what I thought last year, and just sitting with him and figuring out different ways to be aggressive, how I can help the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it's the best I've played or not, but I do feel really comfortable in my role. I think coming in with Fave at whatever point of the game and then, then playing with JC, like even just playing with JC was different. Like, we, we get him at the trade or before the trade deadline, and figuring out how I can help him and he can help me. And we've got a really good chemistry on the court um, now as well. So you throw Fave into that and, um, yeah, it's fun. Um, I'm, I think we're all pretty happy with the way we're playing. But like I said, we, we've got more work to do. 
So I'm curious about some of the things you kind of referenced, all the rules that you can and can't do. And, and when you go <laughs> on the road, I, I've heard there's actually people to make sure you don't leave the hotel. Some teams, maybe all teams, I don't know, people to make sure you don't leave the floor. What, what if you want to do something as simple as go to a gym and get up shots? Can you, can you do that if you just want to go get in an you know, extra 30 or 60 minutes worth of shooting? Can you do that, or is that an incredible pain? Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably do something like that, but I mean, there's, and I'm not saying this in a negative way or anything, but there, there's so many rules that um, it's probably almost too, like harder to do that than it is to to not do a kind of thing. So, um, yeah, just there's a lot of um, rules and regulation protocols, whatever you want to call them, that we've we've got to follow and. Um, I mean, our guys have, have been great. I think it's everyone at, at different times, you, you're going to kind of forget something or, or like we, we have to test every morning before a certain time. Um, some guys are, are rocking up right kind of before that time because you just, it's it's quite a lot of, quite a lot earlier before what usually what our starting time is for, for practice or, or whatever. So um, we've got to go back in at night every night and, and test at night as well. Um, I mean, in Denver in that early game, we usually test, I think, between like five and seven at night um, for the second test. If it's a, a day game like it is in Denver, we've got to test between like 10.30 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. or something like that. So it's it's just kind of um, our guys at the Barnett, um, one of our... Um, Jazz guys is kind of in charge of it. So just, I guess, kind of keeping on track of, of the text messages that come through to, to know that you're not missing anything. But, um, I mean, our guys have been our guys have been good. I think you're going to have guys kind of slip up at, at times as much as everyone's trying to do the right thing. But um, it, it's on all of us to hold each other accountable to, to whoever, tell someone to put a mask on or, or to whatever it is, keep a certain distance away on the road. We can't really hang out on the road too much apart from com- like the team activities or, or whatever it is. So, um, again, at the end of the day, we're, we're lucky that we still get to play. Um, we follow a few rules, but I think not only us and the enjoyment we get from it, but I think the healthier we can stay as a, as a league, not just as a team, but the, the, the better it is for, for general public. People love watching NBA basketball, so we're all uh, trying to do the best we can. So when you have a situation where you have two of your top seven or eight guys out, is there anything that needs to be said as far as picking up the pace, or you guys just already understand it naturally and automatically? Um, I, I think we understand. I think luckily, but unluckily, we've kind of unfortunately been in this situation a, a fair bit in my time here. So at different times, we've had, had to have different guys step up, and I think Again, it's it's like the the win streak or losing it. Like we all we all know, like hey, like Donovan and Favor are a big part of our our group, and um, we're not just going to roll in and, and play the exact same way. We know different guys' strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that, and, and we just try and do the best we can to kind of shoulder the load for the guy that's out. And um, obviously, last night it's like I, I get thrown into the starting lineup. The the young guys play a bit more. JC obviously is going to get more. Like, different guys are going to get more touches. Um, so it's it's 
a little bit different and you're kind of learning on the fly. But I think um, the benefit of our group and having a very similar team with, with a lot of our guys over the last few years is um, we kind of know where to, to pick it up and where other guys will pick it up. So you just kind of... Um, but yeah, I think it's more known than, than not. Um, sometimes it takes, it might take a quarter, it might take a half, but, but we're going to figure it out. I think we, we were able to do it pretty quickly last night and, and kind of get rolling. And then we figured out, obviously, the way they were playing and the, the, what was working for us and, and just try to exploit it as much as we could. In Michael Jordan's documentary, The Last Dance, Scottie Pippen cracked a lot of people up when uh, he was asked about the last possession of Jordan's, you know, the last shot of Jordan's career, what he was thinking running down court. And he said, I was thinking to just get the bleep out of the way, which is a funny <laughs> line. I think NBA basketball is way more choreographed than people know. You know, where you're standing down to like one or two steps, if you're in the corner or not in the corner, you can hear a lot from Quinn or assistant coaches. It's, it's very choreographed and specific. But are, when Jordan Clarkson has it going, are you in Scottie Pippen get mode? Get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Give him the ball and get the bleep out of the way. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean you, you guys know from previous years of kind of how detailed Quinn is with like getting in the corner or where, where he wants Rudy to catch it on the elbow or on like wherever, whatever offense we're running, um, even defensively where, where we're standing. So um, I, I think the, I mean, I, I, JC is one of, the, one of the best, not just teammates, but one of the best people I've ever been around. Um, uh, you guys know like how, how funny he is and how positive he is and, and carefree. Like he just goes out and, and plays. He, he doesn't, think too much which probably <laughs> hurts him at times but he um that's just him like he's such a good dude and you know he's doing everything um with the right frame of mind he, he's not he's not doing anything to, to he's not trying to shoot the ball or whatever to, to take away from someone else it's just just what his mindset is is he is he comes in and, and just kind of hoops and um we know that with jc and I, I think it's a really good thing for our team like we're we are a structured team. We play within structure, and JC plays within that structure. But we also know at times, like you said, like if he's got it or he's got it going, it's like figure out a way to, to get him the ball. And and literally, like a lot of the times he does. I, I, I'll never forget. Obviously, I've only played with him for a year and a half or whatever now, or whatever. It's probably only about a year. But the, the first ever conversation as, as jazz players that we had, he, he told me that, if I was ever stuck with the ball with like under five seconds, just like because that's it's a tough situation when you got the ball and it's like five four and you're trying to figure out. He's like, just throw me the ball and I'll get a great shot up. And I was like, oh, that's like all right. So every time I when I'm out there with him, if it gets late clock and I know it, like and I haven't got just like a catch and shoot, I'm like trying to find JC because I know he's going to get a shot up. So um, yeah, I mean he's, he's he's really fun to play with, and I think. He, he'd said it too, like this This is the first group that he's really been. Obviously, he went to the finals with that Cavs team, but apart from that, this is the first kind of winning team he'd, he'd played on and, and just the, how much fun and the, the joy he gets out of it. And, and like I said, he, he plays within our structure, but he, he's also got a different element that, that we don't have, that we haven't really had in the past. So, um, yeah, he, he's a he's a perfect fit for our group on and off the court. 
So with that moving if screen, stops, if he stops wearing dresses into the arena, <laughs> Ooh, please don't. Uh, with that moving screen, Gobert cost you two points in that second half. Would you describe your relationship with Gobert as unsalvageable? <laughs> I uh, I can't stand him, and I'm never passing to him again. And it's unbelievable. I'm not talking to him ever again. Don't blame you, man. He cost I mean, you two points. Is, what What did he? Did you? His comments last night too. Like he, uh, I mean, I've said it before. People get so caught up in little bits and pieces, and like everybody thinks that everybody's like relationship or job or family or friends. Like everything's just like perfect rosy bubble all the time. And I mean, I've, I mean, you guys have probably said it. Like I've screamed at Rudy on the court before for certain things. He's screamed at me before. Like Quinn's gone off at probably all of us at different times, different times, whether you guys see it or not. Um, and people just get so caught up in these, like, little bits and pieces. Like, it's just, yeah, so much stuff gets blown out of proportion um, in the world, but especially in the NBA with all the cameras and, and all that, you catch every little glimpse or look or word or, or whatever it is. So, yeah, I mean, I, I find it funny, and it's why I obviously – make um, little jokes about things here and there because I, I I mean like I said day after that comment came out like guys are reading from the outside like we, we know what's going on within the four walls of our training facility and, and the core group of our guys and stuff like that so yeah we're we're, we're good we, we find it more funny than anything well, Joe, we appreciate it as always, and we appreciate you dropping unsalvageable in the middle of uh, post-game interviews. That was good. Well done. <laughs> Keep it up. We don't expect anything else. No worries. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Joe did drop a, a, solid unsal- a solid unsalvageable right in the middle of an answer. Uh, just took a left-hand turn so he could squeeze that in. Entertain I his- heard it. Entertain himself. <laughs> I thought it might be unsalvageable when Gobert – they got him for a movie screen, I think it was, when Joe had hit the rare mid-range shot. Joe doesn't really shoot those. It's either at the rim or behind the line. And In fact, I can't even remember the last time he hit something that wasn't in the key versus a three, and this one was your basic little pick-and-roll mid-ranger, but they got Rudy for moving a little bit. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. Thanks to Joe for coming on today, and Craig Bowlerjack will join us coming up next. Stay with us.